Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Dice Weave. You know me, Alex Conwell, your host. This episode is a little bit different from previous episodes. The majority of this episode is combat, which utilizes highly structured turns and actions to make what would have been, say, a minute-long fight into something understandable from a narrative and mechanical perspective. Because this is our very first combat using the Genesis system, we spent a lot of time looking up rules. The vast majority of that time, which would not have been interesting to hear, has been cut out, resulting in a shorter episode than usual. Secondly, we ran into some technical difficulties that resulted in a loss of recorded data. Because of this, the audio you will hear is from the backup recording device I set up for just this scenario. Things will sound a little different. I will endeavor to avoid such problems in the future. Thank you for understanding. Previously on Diceweave. Upon meeting the frazzled archaeologist Not, our heroes did only the most logical actions available to them. Alelith formed a line, Aval bluffed her way into the truth, and Orek went to Bone Town. Now they are posed by a rival thief and a spooky lizard, whose proclivity for acquisition will win out. Find out right now. Okay, welcome back. We are just at the beginning of combat, I think. Last time you rolled initiative and I won. You did? Yeah. Well, yeah. The situation that you find yourselves in, to remind people, is that there's a sunbinder trying to reach a weird-looking, metallic, zigzaggy thing on a pedestal surrounded by yellow energy. You also have a big Sig-Secure, strange-looking Sig-Secure with a crystal in their forehead with a great sword as well. As the Sun Dweller calls out to the large Sig-Secure, the bodies of the former archaeologists who are lying on the floor begin to stir, rising from the broken positions on the ground to face you. PC slot. Okay. Um. My turn, so I have to spend all of these advantages in combat, and I have five. If I were to, say, gain plus one to range defense until active character's next turn, would that be until the end of my turn right now, or the next round of combat? The next round. Okay, cool. I just, seems like it could go either way. I'm gonna do that. Okay. I'm gonna spend three advantages on that right now. Okay. What do you, okay, what do you do to gain defense. Just stand behind one of us. <laughs> yeah, I'll just slide behind Doc. Take <laughs> one range defense. Okay. <laughs> and I suppose it would make sense for me to spend I'll buy a maneuver as okay. well. And I will use this maneuver on filling the room with a lot more hydrogen gas than there was before. Snap my fingers real good uh, in order to attempt to attack the one closer. But due to the room being so filled with uh, hydrogen, it will hit both of them. Okay. So make your roll. So That's what you're rolling now. Here I'm rolling on alchemy. Alchemy and intelligence. Two successes and two advantages. What's your intelligence? Uh, three. Three. So you're going to deal a total of five damage. You fill the room with hydrogen using the shard dust that you ingest daily or have ingested and keep in your stomach, which allows you to do minor things and this one trick. You then hold out your hand, you snap as you did. Using your innate sunbinding abilities, you snap just a little flare, just a tiny spark on top of this 
Sieg Secure entity that you heard to be known as Duskbreaker. An explosion rips outward, engulfing Duskbreaker, the edge of it hitting the Sunbinder, as well as hitting one of these seemingly undead archaeologists. The Sunbinder manages to avoid the worst of it behind the fragment. You hear her hiss with pain, and then Duskbreaker stands before you, seemingly unharmed. This man, he's too powerful. I'll say it's my free action. Next in the order is an NPC, which I think the woman will take. The woman continues to reach for this, this large fragment of metal, although she notices briefly that her sleeve is actually on fire. The force field continues to push back at her, but she does creep ever slightly closer. While, this is ha while she's pushing against this force field, one of the husks that was lying, that was formerly lying on the floor near Captain Naval stands up and makes an attack, leaping out with their bare hands. So Captain Naval, you're going to take five damage as this thing tries to punch you in the face, but you manage to turn and take it in the shoulder. Nice. You turn to the side and kind of slap its face, <laughs> knocking it away just a bit. PC slot. Ooh, right. could I do? Could I do this one? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So first, I'm going to spend second wind to heal one strain because I'm pretty sure I can do that one ever, but only once per encounter. And then I'm going to use my maneuver to hover slightly in the air so I can just peek over the heads of our uh, husk slash greatswordy friend. And then I'm going to use my staff's rainbow range bonus to catalyze the ground underneath the lady to push to. Send the ground upwards, crushing her between the floor and the ceiling, or at least the floor that she was originally standing on. Also, hopefully, keeping her there and slightly further away from the orb thing she's trying to get to. You, okay, so you rolled four successes and a despair. So, you try to create this pillar of of earth, but as you do, you suddenly realize why this situation is familiar. This woman standing near this near the fragment, you can see through the energies crackling around her that she has shaped her magical light around her hands into the shape of violet claws. And this triggers a memory from your past. You recognize not necessarily the individual, but you recognize the organization that she is from. And this jars you, as you haven't heard hide nor hair of these people, in over seven years. And suddenly your concentration is broken. Your spell just collapses. I, uh, sort of just instantly just stop flying and I drop my spath and just... Oh, I open whatever bug mouth thing I have and then... Just close it and just stay very still, kneeling <laughs> in front of this asshole with a great sword. And surely nothing bad will come of this. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, he just oh, wants great. to die. Can I assume that these zombies are minions? Mm -hmm. And then a group of minions? Yeah. Okay, that is. Uh, Good damn it, that's an advantage. Okay, this is so sad. Lexi, play Despido. You draw your sword and try to make an attack against one of the husks that attacked you earlier, but their attack knocked you off balance just a little bit. I did what tell you, I was gonna, I was, 
I was gonna uh, fail at everything I tried to do today. NPC slot. Duskbreaker steps forward, looming over you, Auric. And I am not at all prepared for this, which means you probably could have advantage. No. Could I spend a score point to give him advantage? <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> and this. They're gonna take their greatsword and swing it at you. He slams his sword into your chest, knocking you back, dealing 10 points of damage. Not. And the guard who are with you are stupefied, and, and I think both of them begin to back out of the chamber, because they are not equipped to deal with this. Not just starts swearing, and begins to run out of the room, calling for guards, or anyone, really. I lose my ranged defense. You just can't get a good archaeologist these days. PC slot. What's up, Will? Alright. I don't like us. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to clutch my fists, shout you really dramatically. I'm going to sp obviously spend my maneuver to get up, capitalize the ground underneath me, and send like a giant like fucking boulder out of the ground and send it with me on top of the boulder, right? <laughs> the fucking cultist. You have no health. Okay, I think it's okay. I think we're fine. You might no health. Make a ranged spell attack against her, and then use a maneuver to move. You're gonna have to also stand up using maneuver. No! Holy no! shit! No! That's not allowed! Alright, so I get... It's a wash with a triumph, a despair, and, uh, three advantages. Okay. So you do not hit her, but you fling yourself at her with... Wait, but something bad happens and something good happens. What if it hits the, uh... The fragments, then, or the shield around the fragment, anyway. God, okay, you're right. Okay. I don't know what the results of that are, but I don't know which one that is. That's got a failure it. for sure. I got it. I know what's happening. Okay. Okay. You, after being knocked down by this great sword, and you shout in rage, you stand up and create a boulder from the ground, flinging yourself with it at this woman reaching for this fragment, trying to hit her with this boulder, but in your weakened state, you misjudged the trajectory, and instead of hitting her, the boulder slams into the fragment, knocking it out of its pedestal, the energy field immediately dispersing, knocking both you and her back onto the, onto the floor, and the fragment clatters to the floor between you. The knockback also knocks the polished crystal out of the housing on her hand, uh, on her left hand. Okay, we have an NPC slot, and I think this woman is going to be the one who takes it. Really? What a surprise. The woman lying on the ground looks up over at you and looks at the fragment between you, rolls over standing up, and she dives for the fragment, and as she does so, the shadows around her seem to dance. She says, back off! You do not know who you are dealing with. Next in the order is an NPC slot, which I think will be the husks. The husks are going to begin to chase after Captain Aval, who is the closest to them. They're going to swarm around you, and they manage to hit you for six points of damage. Wow, nice. One of them headbutts you. They hit you backward. Uh, PC slot. 
Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just gonna stab him back. It's gonna trigger to try. And oh my god, I can't do anything. This is, this is, these dice are broken. <laughs> you, meanwhile. I get an advantage. As the husks are attacking you, you try to swipe at them, but are, get distracted by the explosion of the boulder that will that Oric launched on, and you manage you see the glint of the lens that was on the Sunbinder's hand fly into the air and tumble a bit away into a position underneath a glimmer lantern that is built mm -hmm. that has been jammed into the rock above. Alright, um Lalith is still like near me. I'm going to indicate to you that there is this handy lantern that you could shoot if you wanted to. Handy dandy lantern. Handy lantern. What if you know solar well, magic those in my pocket. Solar magic. It's true. <laughs> if you want to throw that at the thing you could. PC slot. I guess I'll uh, whip it out and attempt to shoot. Shooting the lantern wouldn't do anything. Yeah, no, it would fall into the it lens and then break the yeah. lens, hypothetically. And then, you know, your, your great uh But then I can't sun, have the lens. Your great sun magic can't... Mm. What, what if you, you don't do sun magic. Yeah, but I still want it. That sells for a lot. And I get 10% more. That's, anyway. You're losing value. Capitalism cannot fail. <laughs> you know, you can't sell anything if you were all dead. Guess I can. Okay, um, I need to use a maneuver to take out my gun, right? To whip it out, as they say. Um, I think it depends on the weapon, actually. But I'm pretty sure it's it's a it's a it's a heavy rifle. So okay, yeah, sure. I figured I would. Um, okay, time to risk it for the proverbial biscuit and attempt to shoot that lamp. Thank you. For Issa. And I get one advantage. Two advantages. Two advantages. Nope, I have automatically. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so I get one advantage. I'll, I'll just give a blue die to the next person who goes. You take out your glimmer rifle, which you made yourself, and take aim at the glimmer lantern on the ceiling, taking the shot, firing out a bolt of. What color energy? What color energy? Yeah. It is an energy bolt. It is a, it's an energy bolt. It's a glimmer. It's a glimmer oh. rifle. For some reason, I thought they just pushed bullets. No, they actually. It's like a laser rifle. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's awesome. Um, we're gonna say it's fire colored, of course, because redish. It's yeah. It, it's fire magic. Okay. Sorry, it's alchemy. The lenses in your rifle aligning to fire out a bolt of of seemingly flaming energy which just barely misses the lantern, leaving a scorch mark on the ceiling. You see? Capitalism can't fail even when I try. Is that capitalism? NPC slide. <laughs> <laughs> Is that capitalism? NPC time. Yeah, that was a good transition. Duskbreaker watches Orek soar over his head and then sees the bolt of... of Light also soar over his head, just <laughs> missing the lantern. He's going to turn, takes a look around, sees Nut and the guard running down the hallway. Dustbreaker is going to take square up with them, charges down the hallway, and leaps, pulling their sword and slicing right through the the fleeing guard. The crystal on his forehead begins to glow a bit brighter, and a purple light starts to seemingly smoke up from the guard's body. 
That's kind of rude. Yeah. What did I ever do? He's running away! Come on, I flirted with that guy. PC slot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stand up and, and, look, and look at this caucus light and see. <laughs> do you, you say I don't know who you're dealing with? Child of the hand of twilight and blasphemy, I know exactly who you are. And I will, while doing this, I will water, water, a mixture of water and ice sort of spirals out of my staff, slightly hovers in the air slightly, and then is flung toward her. And I, Auric, is aiming for her wrist. About back in Two successes, four advantages. That's a lot of advantages. You launch your your spiky ball of ice and water at her. The water splashing over her and, and the shards spearing into her arm. She screams out in pain and a little bit of confusion at, at your proclamation of her organization's identity. She drops the fragment onto the ground. What little bit of glow it had going out seemingly an inert piece of metal. She looks really bad with with these shards sticking through her hand. She calls out for Duskbreaker, who turns around from the now dead guard he was standing over, and he begins to run back. He can make one uh, maneuver, she's spending maneuver to cause someone else to do a free maneuver out of their turn. She looks at you, who are you? Ah, you say that you did not know who you were dealing with, but I must ask you the same thing. You. I was sent here on a holy quest by the herald of the judge itself. I did not know why I came here, but it has became all too clear to me now. I, your organization is, the, is a cult of devilry and sin, and I am here to put an end to all of this madness. You enjoy your last moments on this accursed earth that this apocalypse of your own do- of your own making, for it shall be your last. That made no sense. She grimaces and then chuckles a little bit. Why, you're the lost one, aren't you? I've heard of you. It's unfortunate that we had to meet under such circumstances. And then she she begins to channel. Okay, that succeeds. No, that no, fails. fails, and you have oh. two advantages. The shadows around her seem to begin to pour into her, but her wounds cause her to be unable to hold on to all the power that she's trying to gather. And a wave of, of shadowy light, capital L, blasts out of her and she falls to the ground. You're, this wave carries your staff out of phase just for a moment, causing you to drop it, and also causing you to stagger just a little bit. And then it is Duskbreaker's turn, who is currently on their way back. He continues to run from the hallway, leaping onto the slightly raised platform that that the two of you and the pedestal are on, and jumps between you and this woman. And he throws you from the platform onto the floor below, and stands ready as as the woman tries to stand up. As you're thrown, your foot pulls the fragment closer, sliding it to the edge of the platform. PC slot. I mean, yeah, do you want to go? Oh, sure. I'm just going to try to stand up. I'm going to aim this time, though, because I forgot that was a thing to do. Add a blue die. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
I'm quitting. I'm quitting this game. I'm leaving. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. What is happening? There's only advantages and, and, and yeah. threats. That's it. That's all there is. Lexi, I don't that's think your dice fair. are fair. I know. It's just luck. It's not because the dice aren't like. I know. That might not be fair, but like that's not. Yeah. It's the reason just that it's happening. The worst strain. I told you I was going to fail everything I tried today. I did tell you that. I'm trying to stab all of the uh, these guys. Can I? Can I disable the opponents? Captain of all, you attack these husks. You you can't get a clean hit in, but you do manage to you manage to bop them in in the faces, knocking them back, disorienting them for the next round. PC slot. I'm I'm going to um uh aim and then attempt to uh shoot this lady in the goddamn head. Hell yeah. Did this fail the most cry? I failed. No! I have one advantage off of that roll. One advantage. What? Oh, you also have a threat. You have a, a, a normal threat, right? No. Oh, oh, I do add a normal threat, so I get no oh, advantages. Oh my god! Okay, what if we cancel this entire thing and try combat again tomorrow? You oh. aim your shot closely. You have three extra blue die. And you, but your, but your gun, which is, which is probably the first glimmer rifle you ever made, and you haven't gotten around to improving on it, fires wide and just misses her. She startles, and I think it is an NPC slot. And I go to the corner and cry for a little bit. I'm already crying. Fucking cry. The husks are going to turn toward you. Oh, this lady. Mm -hmm. Are going to try to attack you. Oh, that was a fail. Oh my god. I get triumphs. Sure you do. But and you fail. And it's a success. No, no. That's a success. Wait, you succeed. No. Yeah, well, by one. Oh my goodness. What? It was nice knowing you, Lola. They're going to <laughs> dive at you. They can't do 10 damage. Dealing 6 damage to you. So. Five. Yeah. And a tr with a triumph, which is going to oh, crit. Wait. wait, can they crit? That does critical injuries kill minions. That's right. So okay. it doesn't say. So, so it does. It, it does can. They dive on. These husks dive onto you, knocking you off balance. You're going to have a black die. This is a critical injury. PC slot. I'll quickly snatch the staff back from the platform. I'll take. I will take to the sky. Make sure you take your strength from that. And I say. To the cult, cultist lady, speak not of your corruption. You, you heathens took me in when I was lost and unfound. You corrupted me, forced me to do my bidding, but I <laughs> found it within myself to burn the corruption from my soul. As as I will now do to you. I have Krabi in one hand and the and the staff in the other, and I shout by the name of the Herald of the Judge. Thy shall be damned. Triumph. He succeeds. No, no, he fails. But you got a triumph and two advantages. I can't believe we always fail. You cast your bolt of lightning from on high in this, as high as you can be in this cave, anyway. But as you do, it arcs towards the closest source of metal, as lightning is apt to do. The, this source of metal being this fragment on the ground. It strikes into the metal and seems to be absorbed, and 
And then the fragment lights up with white light, forming a new field of energy similar to the one you saw before, but one that you are just barely within and seem to be unaffected by. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. That is nice. This woman takes a look at you and takes a look at this glowing fragment that seems to have been, been bent to your side and she shrieks with rage. How dare you? How dare you take what is ours? And then she does a similar motion to before, taking light from around her. She leaps towards the wall and calls the light to her. It fills her up and she begins to glow from within, claws around her, and she begin, she starts to float as if gravity has no longer holds her. She becomes translucent and as she floats towards the wall, she looks at you. I will find you, prophet. The hand of twilight will find you. You will be hunted. That fragment is ours. And with that, she floats through the wall of this room and is gone. Duskbreaker watches her go out, turns to you, and sneers. He swings his great sword at you, slicing towards you, skimming the this barrier, this energy field that you are somewhat in. He manages to hit you with his great sword, but at the same time, the energy of the fragment flares, traveling up the sword where it strikes you, blasts you apart, the sword shatters, and knocking Duskbreaker back against the wall. Uh, we're going to split the damage. Produced by Yep, I'm at my wound threshold exactly. Yay! The energy travels into the crystal on his forehead, and one of the husks just collapses. And then it is a PC slot. Cool. You want to go? Sure. Was the husk the one that was engaging me? Yeah, you are kind of being... There's still two more. Dog pile. I'm still getting engaged on. Okay, I'm gonna light him on fire. <laughs> okay. Oh, yay. Oh, look at that. Did I succeed? Yeah. Okay. You succeeded really well. You did really well. Really well. You have three, three threats, though, which is interesting, and triumph. Okay. Um, three successes. Three threats. <laughs> um, I am going to say my triumph makes upgrade the difficulty of the dude's next check. I will use my maneuver after I am off the ground. To vape. While you are being dogpiled by these husks, you catalyze a cloud of hydrogen around you and once again spark it. And these things are blasted off of you. You also get caught in the blast. Rem, I'm used to it. You, you are looking very bad, but you are able to stand to your feet and start and take a puff of your vape. Gotta got take a good old rip of my vape. Amazing. And with that, the husks are also gone. Uh, PC slot. Me turn. Okay, so I'm gonna go stab this guy. That's right. Fuck yeah. That was fun. I did something, finally. You leap up onto the platform. You you stand over Dustbreaker. How do you want to do this? I'm just gonna like stab downwards. As an incidental, I do a cool flourish. You flourish your sword. 
You stab down into Duskbreaker's chest, and there's an unnatural sound from, that emanates from the crystal. As the crystal's purple glow pull, is pulled out of it, coalescing into some kind of ghostly form that you, Aleleth, recognize as an Eidolon before it disperses into the light of Kadex from where, whence it came. Mm. The crystal in Duskbreaker's forehead now glows a soft green. I grab it. Okay. I like flip it in my hand like a coin and snatch it out of the air and take my pocket. Cool. Let's loot the room. Let's you, loot the room. You survey the wreckage of the chamber. You've made it out of this fight barely alive, but with Wait, a small shard from Duskbreaker. And you be and a fragment that you were looking for. Did um, the girl ever pick up her shot that she dropped? Oh, yeah, the, le- the lens? Nope. Can I take that? Yeah. What's up with that fragment? See me as I'm unaffected by this. Can I at least shamble to the artifact, pick it up, and then collapse when holding it? You're a healer. You are a healer. Oh, yeah. Can I not just heal myself then? Yes. Heck yeah, I'm gonna do that. Okay, hang on. Uh, so we do have to look at the rules, though. You look around the room, uh, you can find a variety of treasures, some of which you can pocket. I pocket all of them. No, you don't get to pocket all of them. I pocket the ones that can be pocketed. Do you have pockets? Yes! Really? How yeah. much do I get to say? Heal myself? Can I just... We'll, we'll do that later. Awesome. We'll just do some narrative. Do you stuff. have pockets? Diceweave is produced and edited by Alex Conwell. The voice of Alelith is Sam Chapin. The voice of Captain Sonu Caval is Issa Jackson. The voice of Ta Ek Orek is Will Leet. The World of Zavrik was created by Alex Conwell, who can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on YouTube as Alex Conwell. For news and other information about the future of Diceweave, you can follow the Diceweave Twitter at DiceweavePod. The Diceweave logo was created by Allison Meredith Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator or emailed at ahealy at ah-creative.com. The role-playing system used for Diceweave Season 0 is Genesis, published by Fantasy Flight Games.